If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of The Bunker Labs branding team. Today on The Transition, I share some tips on annual planning so you can head into the new year with the wind at your back. Whether you're a solopreneur or have a team, annual planning is a great time to reset and refocus so you can make the most of the new year. Before we jump into the show, be sure to subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. Also, the official 2022 Bunker Labs Holiday Gift Guide is live, which features over 60 veterans and military spouse businesses. You can access the guide at the link in the show notes. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, everyone? This is your boy, the one and only Iron Mike Stedman, coming to you from Newark, New Jersey. And today, we're going to be talking about annual planning. How, do, how familiar does this sound? Every year, you set new audacious goals for your business, and then you get to the end of the year and realize you didn't hit any of them. All right? I don't want that to happen to you. The new year presents a great opportunity for many of us to manifest our own entrepreneurial dreams. And so what I want to do today is I want to put you in a position of success by helping you build some momentum heading into the new year, right? Um, and one of the ways that we're going to do that is we're going to go through an annual planning process. You know, I'm a business coach with the Lions Pride. And I just taught a workshop on this and I want to come and talk to you all about it as my transition audience, because I know we have a lot of early stage founders and some of you might have been in the fight for a minute, but I know that you are not uh, making the most of, you know, planning, right? A lot of times we just go in a room, we set these goals, we throw stuff up on whiteboards, but like we don't actually reverse engineer the, reverse engineer the process to make sure, number one, we're focusing on the right goal and number two, to make sure that we can hit it, all right? So let's go ahead and dive right in. The first thing I want you to do before we set our annual uh, goal for next year is to, I want us to look at this last year, right? And a lot of us have made progress in our businesses and our personal lives. You know, uh, by the grace of God, I wrote my first book, Black Federal Entrepreneur, which is a huge accomplishment for me. But there's also some stuff, there's also can be the sense of feeling of we're not where we want to be yet. And the key word is yet, and that's okay. But what we got to do is we got to accept the facts. Like, let's talk about where we are now. And so to start this process, I want you to do a quick SWOT analysis. I want you to look at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and trends you see not only in your business, but also um, in your market. So I'll use myself as an example, right? Uh, this last year was a great year of growth for me, both personally and professionally. I changed my business model. Um, at Ironbound Media, not only do we do podcasting, but we do brand strategy, right? I no longer do proposals. We introduced this 
this brand probe as our initial engagement and it's working out really well and it's allowed us to position ourselves as a real value add to our clients beyond just being a vendor right uh we're thinking partners additionally you know when i launched ironbound media a few years ago um you know everyone mainly knew me for ironbound boxing my nonprofit, and so you know part of ironbound media was making that transition to uh reimagine you know myself and my capabilities with my team in people's eyes and so now that flywheel is spinning i'm getting a lot more inbounds and so it's working we launched the dog with a branding podcast which is doing really good well for us so you know a lot of positive things <clears throat> have happened and as i think about the future right um, you know, I think I have a golden opportunity to continue, you know, building authority. We've built up an authority machine between our podcasts and written content and now my first book. Right. So that's like a strength. That's something that I'm going to be able to leverage in the new year. But what are your strengths? What are you bringing to the table? What is your team bringing to the table? All right. You start talking about weaknesses. You got to be honest with yourself. OK, <clears throat> maybe you don't have the best sales process. Right. Maybe you haven't found product market fit. Maybe you haven't validated your perfect customer. You got a weak value proposition, right? Let's take a realistic assessment and uh, identify where our weaknesses are. Because if we don't know what our weaknesses are, we can't approve them or at the very least overcompensate our strengths, right? One of the mental shifts for me, though, I will tell you, you know, in the Marine Corps, we have this saying, uh, know, your, know your strengths. Is it know your strengths and seek self-improvement? Know your weaknesses and seek self-improvement, something along those lines. But as entrepreneurs, right, we can spend a lot of time trying to um, uh, compensate for our weaknesses, okay? Here's the deal, though, okay? Just because, you know, you might not be the best person at building systems, right, in your business, what you do need to know is that, like, hey, this is a weakness, right? Part of us as leaders is identifying those weaknesses. Doesn't mean we necessarily have to be the ones to fix it. We can bring in a team member. We hire, we recruit a vendor, you hire a virtual assistant, we do something, but you do need to know and identify that. Maybe some of y'all have revenue leakage, right? So we've got all these new clients coming in our pipeline, but we can't keep them. We have a high churn rate, right? That could be a weakness, right? So whatever the weaknesses in you feel like you have in your business, go ahead and uh, list it out. Next, I want you to write out your opportunities, right? So what, like me, right? I saw an opportunity working with clients where I'm advising them on their podcast and then realizing that like they want to launch a show, but then before we can launch a show, we got to identify who their perfect customer is, who their audience is, what their overall goals are. And you ask them more and more questions about their branding and they don't have them, right? So that was the opportunity that I saw for us to expand beyond podcasts to do more uh, brand strategy, okay? What about yourself? Like what opportunities do you see? The pandemic has first forced a lot of businesses online in a way that they weren't before. And that's only going to keep growing, right? So how can you take advantage of that? You know, a lot of brick and mortar gyms, right, are offering digital products now. It's a core component of their business model, right? That's an opportunity, especially those that haven't launched it yet. What's another opportunity? We've got all kind of new apps and things that are coming out. You know, maybe there's an opportunity to, you know, integrate your 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 tech product with a new app. Maybe you're building an app. I don't know, right? You know your business better than anyone else. But I want you to go ahead and list out those opportunities. At the very least, think through them. I'm, I mean, I use a, for all this the SWOT analysis. You know, I have a, a a business plan that I update with this stuff. But even if you got a mole scan, just write it out. But I want you to get this stuff out of your head and on paper. 
because this is what we're going to be talking to our teams about, right? So we got our strengths, weaknesses, we've identified our opportunities. And what are the trends that you're seeing in your industry, right? Like, are things improving? Are they getting worse? You know, um, I know for us on the podcast inside of the house, right? You're seeing more and more podcasts. You're seeing um, YouTube being used uh, as a search engine for podcasts, right? Like, that's a trend. That's only going to keep improving, you know? Um, what other trends do we see? Uh, you know, a lot of... You know, I'm big on CPG, right? I love CPG brands because CPG brands have to stand out. There's a lot more investment going into the CPG space, right? That could be a trend for someone. Um, you know, we start to see now, especially with talks of recession, right, that um, it's hard raising capital. People are laying off people. That's a trend, especially for you all that are out there trying to secure that, that initial, you know, anchor investment, that lead investment, right? So write that stuff out. Once you do that, you've got a full SWOT analysis. And I know you're not going to be able to do everything with me as I talk you through it just on this podcast, but I do want you to uh, make time to set aside and have thinking time to think about this stuff because it's important. All right. So now we've got a SWOT analysis. Okay. We've got it down. Next, what I want you to do is I want you to look at your financials, right? And I want you to identify where the majority of your revenue is coming from. Because going back to the Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule, we can do a lot of busy work, right? We're here, we're kissing babies, we're shaking hands and kissing babies, but it's not necessarily leading to revenue. But when we do this one thing, we realize like, man, we get a lot of revenue coming from that. So I want you to uh, pull up your financials and uh, give an honest assessment of it. Identify those perfect customers, the ones that pay you a premium for your products or services. Tell everyone how amazing you are. Provide you a stream, a constant stream of warm referrals. And the most important part of it all, they make us enjoy uh, being an entrepreneur, right? So identify those, those customers, right, in your financials. Next, I also want you to identify where we're losing money. I know a lot of us are signed up to these different apps and subscription platforms. Uh, maybe we did some online course or something because we thought it was a good idea, but now we're burning cash because that stuff starts to add up. <clears throat> you know, $20 here, $300 there, yada, yada, yada. And because we're not paying attention to it, we're losing money. So I want you to go ahead and look at that, right? You might have some customers that initially you thought were highly profitable, but the amount of time and effort you're spending with them, you find out that you're losing money, all right? So um, just pull up your financials and really um, go do a deep dive through that, right? Like really look at them, pull up that P&L statement because what we want to do is want to be more efficient moving into the new year. And then lastly, once you got all that, I want you to do a post-mortem on 2022. But here's the deal, okay? No one is perfect. A lot of times we set audacious goals. There's things we wanted to do last year. Some of us say we're going to generate our first, you know, $2 million in revenue or a million dollars in revenue, and we're going to hire, you know, um, a team of five and yada, yada, yada. Yet as we come to the end of the year, you can feel disheartened because you didn't hit your goals yet. And that's why I like to use the word yet because it puts us back on the offense. That's okay. But let's realistically say, hey, what did we not accomplish in 2022 that we set out to? So we can either roll some of that into the new year or we say, hey, maybe it just wasn't the time, right? We wanted to find product market fit. We weren't able to. Maybe we need to explore a new business model, right? These are the realistic conversations we need to have with ourselves and our team, okay? So once you've done that, you've done your SWOT analysis, you looked at your financials, 
you looked at your uh, 2022 goals. Now you are ready to set a strong uh, annual goal for 2023. <clears throat> so I'll give you an example. In my case, right, saying everything I said about podcasting and the brand strategy, <clears throat> my goal for Ironbound Media in 2023 is to establish us as the number one brand strategy firm for veteran-owned businesses, okay? That's a hairy and audacious goal for us, but I'm confident we can do it, right? What is your goal? What is it that you're working to towards? Because this is what winning looks like. This is going to be your commander's intent for the year, right? And I want you to write that goal down, put it on paper, because we're going to brief it, okay? But again, you're looking back, right? That SWOT analysis, those financials and postmortem, and say, realistically, based off of X, this is what I want us to accomplish in 2023. And I know I keep saying us. Some of y'all are like a one-on-one, and it's okay. You need to know this, right? Because you need to act as if, right? Just because you're one-on-one now, you get that big client, that enterprise account, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you're scaling up, right? And you need to have that vision ahead of time. So when people come in, the wind is at your backs. You're rolling, all right? So set that annual goal. Now, this is the important part. This is where people mess up, right? We set these goals for ourselves and our companies, but then what we don't do is we don't implement a process in order to make sure that we hit them, right? And this is where you're going to take that, that main goal, okay? And now what we got to do is we've got to set some objectives and key results, right? In a previous podcast, I had on Christina Wacky, author of A Radical Focus, where she gives you the OKR framework, like uh, hands it to you on a silver platter. On a silver platter. So I want you to review that episode. But the long and short of it is, we got to break that annual goal up into uh, quarterly goals, okay? Or quarterly. The we're actually going to take that annual goal and we're going to break it up into like three initiatives initially, and then for each quarter, we're going to set an objective and key results. Our objectives and key results, okay? So I'll give you an example. One key initiative for us in order to be able to establish ourselves as that number one brand strategy firm is to uh, build an authority machine at Ironbound Media, leveraging our podcast, leveraging our written content, right? Leveraging our public speaking, right? Because that's a strong component of our flywheel is that authority building machine, right? So that's a key initiative. Another potential key initiative is to actually write another book on Dog Whistle Brandon, right? That way I can go ahead and, uh, you know, fire that that cannonball and really put it out there that like, hey, we're not messing around, you know, capturing some case studies, sharing my POV and some thought leadership, right? Stuff is important. And then another, I think another initiative I have on here, and I'm just looking at my, um, you know, my business plan is, you know, designing, capturing and automating our core processes, right? That way we can increase product productivity and profitability, you know, at the same time. So those are examples of like three uh, key initiatives on my end. But the thing that's going to make it all work, though, is how we focus in the 90 days, which is where the OKRs really come into place. OK, so you're going to take that annual objective. OK, you're going to pick three key initiatives that you're going to focus on throughout the year. And then what we need to do is as we um, head into the new year, right, we need to set some objectives for this first quarter. 
right, to get us one step closer, all right? So you're going to set your objective for the quarter. So if I say, okay, you know, one key initiative is authority building machine, maybe part of my process is, you know, making sure that I uh, publish, you know, 20 blog posts, 20 podcasts in the next um, 90 days, right? Um, let's say that's objective, right? The key results is that's going to allow me to have a consistent pipeline of warm leads and prospects. It's going to allow me to demonstrate my authority and credibility um, in the space, right? And additionally, it's going to give us a great, um, <clears throat> a great way to learn from our perfect customer, collect, you know, primary source interviews, et cetera. Okay, so I just took that objective for the quarter, right, around, you know, um, you know, putting out 20 podcasts, et cetera, and then I broke it back into key results that it's going to allow us to do. Now, once you have your objectives and your key results, okay, now what you got to do is you got to start setting priorities. You're going to set your priorities each week, okay, to get closer to uh, that objective, all right? So every week you come in, you know, you're going to set your priorities for the week and you're focused on um, hitting those, hitting that objective and achieving those key results. The key results are really the reminders. That's what lets us know what this is going to allow us to accomplish. It's like the why, right? So, you know, you're not just set some arbitrary objective, right? The key results really demonstrate, um, articulate and put into context the why behind everything. Because while it might not seem big to you, when you start talking about this externally, whether it's the team, investors, you know, um, et cetera, it's important, all right? So we got our objectives, we got our key results, we're setting our priorities for each week. And now what you have to do too is you've got that, you need to set some kind of cadence to do this on a consistent basis per quarter, okay? And <clears throat> per objective, right? So what do I mean? On the back end here, okay? I have three meetings a week with my team at Ironbound Media. We do three quick stand-ups Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We come into every meeting with an agenda ahead of time, right? We go through the agenda, and then on Fridays, we track our progress. So I get a weekly email from my team saying, you know, this is what we accomplished. This is what we didn't accomplish, yada, 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 right? That wasn't always the case. I had to build that from scratch, right? And at first, it was a little wonky, right? Because you're kind of hitting the I believe button. You go from being this, like, I don't know, janky entrepreneur to now all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we got to start putting some discipline in our business, right? And now it's like we've done it so long. I think I've been doing it over a year now. It's just standard routine. And now it's to the point where I told my team too, I was like, rain, sleet, hell or snow, we do our stand-up meetings, right? Now, obviously, because of holidays and stuff like that. But, like, I don't have to always be there at the stand-up, right? The stand-up is how we track our progress. It's how we maintain our op-tempo. It's how we... Uh, um, you know, assess issues that come up, like it's super important. Um, and it's also how we can, you know, I just can make sure that like, hey, are we steering too far left? Are we steering too far right from hitting our, you know, objective uh, for the quarter and our objective for the year, right? You've got to have that cadence accountability. I know a lot of y'all don't have it, right? A lot of us, especially you solopreneurs out there, You've got to build it into your business now. I think I did an episode on it called Flawless Acceleration. 
where I broke it down a little bit more. But the thing is, like our annual goals, our quarterly goals, they're not just magically going to happen. Okay. It's great to write on the whiteboard, you know, put it in your notebook, put it on your business plan. But it's like, what are you doing to actually make it happen? And that's what I'm talking about now. And the way you make it happen is you have those OKRs, right? And then you have a cadence of accountability, right? To track progress, right? And to run your team, right? Um, another good tool to use actually is a scoreboard. So I talked about, okay, we've got our team meetings Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? Um, and then you get to the end of Friday and you have a scoreboard. And it's like, you know, how many podcasts did we release? What's our revenue? You know, um, how many clients do we have in the pipeline, right? Like, that's the level I'm talking about. And don't overcomplicate it, right? For a lot of you, you this is like your first time, like, thinking through this kind of stuff, right? But this is what it means to really, like, work on your business, right? This is like the, this is the not cool stuff that people don't talk about, right? It's all great, you know, um, to white napkin some idea and, you know, get all excited going to a meetup and talking to your buddies on the phone about this great idea that you're going to do. But uh, executing upon it is an entirely different breeze. And a lot of us as veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses, we don't know any better because we haven't been trained on this. That's why, you know, you have a lot of people that might go to business school or, um, you know, transition from their full-time job and start their own thing. And then next thing you know, right, like they're getting beat up because it's one thing to um, kind of jump into somebody else's tempo when something's already built. It's an entirely different beast to build something from scratch and maintain that momentum, maintain that um, consistency, even in the midst of, you know, talks about recession, even in the midst of losing team members, key team members, and yada, 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 right? So what we've got to do is we've got to set our left and right lateral limits to make sure that we're moving in the right direction. Like I said, rain, sleet, hell, or snow, and that's what you're going to do when you start implementing the OKR and some kind of cadence um, of accountability in your business. Now, uh, what I want you to do, I want you to block off some time, right? Go to the library. I don't know if people go to the library anymore, <laughs> but, you know, go to the library, you know, find a quiet space in your co-working space, cut your phone off cut your email off, and I just want you to sit out and really do a FSD, which is short for a first shitty draft, of your annual plan, right? Um, and you can improve upon it later, but I want you to do this before we head into the new year because New Year's resolutions are for, are for suckers, right? What did my business coach say? I said New Year's resolutions are for losers because everybody sets resolutions, but then a month in, right, they've already given up. Versus, hey, we're going to go into the new year with some momentum already. The wind at my back. I've been training CrossFit all year. I'm ready to go. I'm not setting a new, new year's resolution, right? I'm just trying to lean in more to what I'm doing. And I want that for you and your business. So I want you to conduct some annual planning, right? List out that one objective that you're trying to hit above all else. Remember what I said about the SWOT analysis? Look at what's working, what's not working, right? And then set your OKRs um, for the quarter. So you're going to break, you know, your annual objective uh, up into uh, chunks. And you're going to track your progress on it through your cadence of accountability um, each week. So I'm confident you can do it, right? I've done it multiple times, right? I do annual planning and quarterly planning every year. Um, and it's been transformational in my business, particularly when life gets hard. 
And y'all know life gets hard real quick. So I hope today's episode at least nudges you in the right direction to think about doing annual planning. But let's actually let's talk, let's talk about it. We don't think, we actually execute. I'm confident this is going to work. I'm telling you, I talk to entrepreneurs all day, every day, and there are entrepreneurs that are doing millions of dollars in revenue and still don't have meetings, right? They still don't have what I just gave you. And I hope that it really does accelerate you and give you some confidence as you're moving forward. So um, thank you for tuning in today. As always, I appreciate all the amazing listeners out there that support this show. Um, feel free to let me know your annual plan by shooting me an email at mike.stebman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn. I'm also going to, maybe I'll do another write-up. I'll write up on either on my LinkedIn or in the newsletter, you know, just sharing some more thoughts to help empower you as you all go throughout this process. Remember, we only got a few weeks, right? And if you listen to this show after the new year, that's okay. But if you can, I just want to make sure that we're heading to the new year with the wind at my, with the wind at our back. So as always, I appreciate y'all. Thank you again for tuning in and supporting the show. Until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.